You know what is really scary about um, just the modern world and technology? People say, oh, you know what the really scary thing is, is that the robots or the computers are going to take over the world. You know, the AI is going to come destroy us all. Right up until this point, though, I think the scariest thing is those curly light bulbs. I just had to change some of those in my house. And the whole time I'm just thinking like of you know if i drop it then i have to call in people with suits like like hazmat suits or something i don't know people say all kinds of terrible things i hate changing those and they start crackling and making noise and you're like i'm gonna die i'm gonna die it's like i never remember changing light bulbs being like a terrifying thing or maybe it's just like the fear of the unknown chemicals and i don't know what is in those why are they curly what the hell like just what the fuck I don't know. Anyway, this is the second episode of the podcast, <clears throat> and it is going to be just as amateur and really stream of consciousness as the first one. I'm trying to branch out really badly to a point where I realized I was branching out when I had to restart. Uh, I had to take a second thought about what the hell I was going to say. Cause, so what I'm going to do here is I'm just going to talk stream of consciousness like I did the last time. And yeah, like I said, that's kind of amateur, but... I think maybe it just might be my style, or at least it's helping me practice. But what I wanted to talk about essentially um, is basically what I'm thinking about, which is, you know, I watch a lot of Netflix, as everybody does. And I watch a lot of terrible things on Netflix, as everybody does. And you just are like, why do they even make this? Uh, and, but they did. They made it, and they put it on Netflix on purpose, and it was okay. Um, but yeah, so some of that stuff is no good, but, um, the one thing that I found that's, that's really interesting is this show Bojack Horseman. Um, a lot of people I know are watching it and they were actually watching it long before I was. It's one of those things, uh, media things, I guess that I caught on to last and that's not typical for me, but, um, it's a totally engrossing show and I don't use that word a lot. Like it's just, it's really like, I didn't want to like it. I didn't want to like it at all. You know, when I first saw it, I just thought, like, oh, it's a talking horse, and they're going to swear. Like, he's a talking horse that says, you know, bad words, and <laughs> he does drugs or something, maybe. If he's a really cool horse um, and drinks, and he makes fun of people, like, he's just a mean, grumpy horse, and this is supposed to be funny. Um you know, and I just saw like, oh, this is stupid. Because a lot of stuff, like I said, on Netflix and Hulu and, and stuff, like some of these like original series that like these companies put out are like, you know, genuinely bad. So like, I just had no expectations. And when people said it was good, I was like, no, like, I'm not gonna watch that. And then finally, I ran out of things to watch. I finished watching Silicon Valley, which I love. And that ended. And I was just like, fine, I'm gonna watch this show. I watched this horse and I liked it. It was awesome. And what it, to me, is about, like, is um, kind of like the aftermath of success. And I'm just going to talk about this totally. So if you haven't seen the show, like, go watch it because this is probably not going to make any sense otherwise. And I just need something to talk about. So uh, I'm not going to pick a new topic in the middle of the podcast. This is what we're going with. It's going to be this. Well, there might be other topics covered, and there will be, as always. But... Uh, I just want to start with this and just say how interesting it is. So it's kind of like it's about like the aftermath of success kind of. 
um, you know, it's like every character, like you have Bojack, he was a big time movie star, or not a movie star, that, that's really not the way to say it, he was like a sitcom star, um, like in, in like a full house type sitcom back in the 90s, and, you know, but now he's just this washed up, like 50 year old horse, well he's just an old guy I guess, but everybody's like an animal, if you watched the show then you would know this, so, um, and the way he handles it is essentially by just being depressed. Like, he has all of the, you know, material uh, goods that you could possibly get. And um, all of the luxuries and pleasures of life are all available to him. And all of the options for creative fulfillment seem to be available to him. But he reacts to it by just being nonplussed and just not finding satisfaction in any of it and trying to figure out why or if there is, or if it is possible for him to be creative or be in love or if those things are real or possible or good for him um but then i think it shows it's not really just about that because that's that is why i didn't want to watch it i was just like well i, f I don't even know where offhand like i don't know if i could name something off the top of my head but i just feel like that's a cliche thing like that's a cliche theme topic uh set for a story just somebody who's you know successful and they're sad just really sad like what does it all mean man what what is it i don't know i have everything i want and i don't know what to do like i feel like that's you know it's it, like I, I guess like fight club comes to mind like just movies like come to my mind american psycho the book the movie whatever um just like other postmodern stuff um which this, I guess, I would give as a compliment as a part of that genre. But, um, you know, in that genre, in that whole thing is interesting. And maybe I picked some of the better stories among that concept. But, uh, like, there are definitely, you know, worse ones. And, um, but anyway, like, so, but he has, like, this best friend, Mr. Peanut Butter, who's a dog. Which is not important, but still funny. And he... Uh, Mr. Peter Butter has this, he literally has the same life. He has the same life as Bojack Horseman. He, he had a show that Bojack's was called Horsin' Around. His was called, his was called uh, Mr. Peanut Butter's House. Uh, I don't think they had the same name, but they had, uh, different names, but it was like the same concept. They were just like a bachelor raising some orphan children and, you know, good times and funny moments ensued for, you know, seven seasons or something like that. <clears throat> and, uh, but he has taken, you know, his success and wealth, like in a whole different way and just always carries this attitude of, I'm going to be fully pumped up about all the meaningless shit in life. Um, no matter how meaningless it is. And he comes off stupid, but any, any, you know, I don't think that a attribute of his character is that he's smart, but he certainly has an inner life. <clears throat> and I think this, you know, comes out a few times and um like when his brother gets sick or at some other times with his uh relationship with his wife he just says things that are you know shows that he has stuff stuff going on in his mind um but it's uh you know he just is basically almost choosing to be ignorant in some ways um which i think is uh yeah like you see that in the world like that's a that's a person that you meet and i think like while not all of us um experience like the crazy levels of success we all especially you know living in america and you know like in the developed world you know like we kind of know these characters i guess like these people who are just constantly depressed or constantly upbeat and so it's interesting to follow 
you know, the writers, um, you know, uh, little anecdotes about these types of people and just laugh at, oh, I, I, he would do that, you know. <clears throat> and, you know, there's like this uh, um, cat who's Bojack's agent slash girlfriend who's named Princess Carolyn. And she's also super successful. Like she has, you know, risen up the ranks in the world of, you know, show business and, uh you know, being an agent for stars, and she, um, but she also is unhappy with this, but she's unhappy in a different way, it's not like the, the sitting around doing nothing, it's like, I'm hiding from the sitting around and doing nothing by working really, really hard and telling myself that that is what I really, really want to do, and even when she tries to not do that anymore, she goes straight back to, oh, I want to be a manager instead. That was the problem the whole time. I was just doing the wrong job. I just want to do another super intense, miserable job. <clears throat> and even Tom, like, or Todd, I'm Tom. Todd, uh, the guy who lives in Bojack's house, I feel like even he has a, in some sense, achieved, like, a certain pinnacle of success, right? So, like, he is basically a bum. Like, he's a bum that lives in Bojack's house. But think about it this way. He doesn't have to work either, and he gets a nice place to stay. <clears throat> he gets uh, food, good food, a nice place to stay. He is a friend. Lots of people he can always talk to and be friends with. Um, you know, he has all these connections to famous people. And, uh, like, he has everything, really, except the uh, ownership factor. Like, he has everything and he doesn't even have to take the responsibility of owning it. So, in, the, so in one sense, he is um, <clears throat> also really successful, like, as a bum, I guess, in the career track of being a bum. Like, he made it to the top. Like, that's the best you can do as a bum. So, <clears throat> and, um, you know, so that's just, it's interesting to watch, you know, how like this person deals with it. And there isn't really a, you know, a counterpart to him. It's just him. Uh, and he seems to share some of the Mr. Peanut Butter qualities of just like taking it all in stride and being enthusiastic about doing, you know, living his life. But the thing is that he run the problem he seems to run into is um, <clears throat> when he can't be told what to do by anyone else. When he actually has to decide for himself what to do. <clears throat> it either gets him in trouble or he just is miserable. Um, but I don't know. All of those things are really interesting. And so, you know, kind of... I, although there is some... You know, I have it written down here because... One of the things that I saw that made me want to watch the show... <clears throat> uh, actually doesn't do it justice. But it's still sort of inter an interesting topic. Um, so, like, the Wisecrack, the YouTube channel, <clears throat> I will eventually go to the doctor and get my tuberculosis cured, um, but Wisecrack made this video, um, where it talks about the philosophy of Bojack Horseman, and they're showing how the show, uh, illustrates existential nihilism, <clears throat> which just means, you know, life is meaningless, that's just and how you face it and you know what that means um i'm just gonna 
randomly, as I say, because this is amateur, and because I'm not, I'm new at this. I'm just gonna start moving into a segment where I just start putting out my ideas about that. Um, so like, I'm just gonna tackle the, the meaning of life. The second podcast we're going into, you know, hard. We're just, uh, yeah, we're just jumping in right into the meaning of life discussion. But I'm gonna try to just, I'm gonna try to make some sense of it, like because I think the show. It, it begs the question. It really does. <clears throat> and and the and the video that I watched, you know, almost made me feel like I had to answer it. Because some of those things are, like, they just seem corny. Like, the whole idea that there would be a purpose. Or, um, I just, like, the there's an over-intellectualization, I think, going on with that. Like, just, um, like, your life doesn't have a purpose but um it does it can't not have a purpose okay like because if it didn't have a purpose um or if it had a negative had no value then people would discard it they would just kill themselves and some people do so maybe we can assume that their life actually is purposeless but for the rest of us who don't kill themselves uh you know it must have some value but even for the people who kill themselves i just think it has to have some value because it's scarce you don't live forever so that means that inherently has some kind of value like uh real well not not straight out but you know almost almost true uh because it's scarce but then um the fact that you continually are doing things whether it's just walking or moving your arm or whatever it's like you must have been you know your mind is kind of like a motor like making you do these things um so it has to have, you know, it's like if you're drowning, like if somebody's holding your head under the water and you're trying to get back up um, and you're struggling against them and you're really trying to get back up and breathe, um, like that's the purpose of your life in that moment is breathing. And then once you get up and then you go to a new thing and your brain, re, you know, chemically reorganizes itself and puts you to a new task. And the general purpose of all of it is essentially not even to keep living but just to continue to get a, a state of homeostasis, I think, in the body and in the brain, I don't even think that it's actually living long. Because a lot of times people are driven to do, you know, drink and smoke and things like that. So, like, they're just trying to feel normal, really, I think. <clears throat> um, I think even, even this purpose, search for purpose and stuff like that is just all really leading you to take actions like in the show like like diane one of the characters says like you there is no deep down like you are just what you do and i think um you know that's kind of true really it's um you're just doing things um because your mind is just like a motor working to try to keep everything balanced and um just staying balanced and allowing yourself to exist is the whole meaning like a ball flying through the air like the balls it's not that the the purpose of the ball is to hit the ground or to be caught by a glove or to go through a window or hit a tree or something um it's just that that's the way the the material physical world and the its rules are guiding it to its end it's not that it was like it has some intellectual purpose you know, like, that's why I think it's just, it's silly to think about that in the first place. There, There is no, um, purpose in the sense of like, a 
like a, something that could be valued or understood by people. It's just a, it's just almost like a mathematical end, like just like a, you know. So, you know, in that scarcity, the fact that it does come to an end, like I said, makes it valuable. Um, I don't know if any of that made any sense, but I thought it was an interesting thing to sort of ruminate about. <clears throat> wow, my throat. I really need to get that fixed. Maybe I have heartburn. I have no idea. But um, what I really think is interesting, too, though, about the whole rumination on the the aftermath of success and people who have everything and who are really comfortable, like, it just brings to my mind a lot of things. <clears throat> wow, I'm going to cough up a hairball eventually. But... Um, the, like uh, one of the first things when I was in in uh, college, we read I read a lot of like like history stuff and there like even in like the Roman times, like there's people writing like oh people are way too comfortable today and like you know like they need to get back to nature and stuff like that and I think that's one of the reactions that you see too, which I don't see in the show at least that I can think of, um, which I I don't know that's kind of an interesting thing too is just like. Like, uh, just, you know, Bojack, maybe there'll be a time, although he does have that, that friend, Mr. Uh, Cuddly Whiskers or whatever, the Harvard guy or whatever. He's like, a, he's just a fat hamster or whatever. And he's like all into Eastern mysticism and he lives outside and like, I don't know, that show does have everything. That's why it's awesome. Like, and I feel like, um, you know, that's it. <clears throat> it's sort of like. <clears throat> It's, I mean, in a way, I think really all that stuff <clears throat> about the meaning of life is really just depression. And I think that's, um, you know, basically brought about by um, not being physically healthy. Um, I don't know if I have much more to say. Like I said, this is just going to be stream of consciousness. Um like, so, like, another thing that the show brings to mind and just, like, these sorts of things is, um, just, I think there's a, a weird, um, in art today, I don't know if it's bad or good, really, I just think it's weird, and not like it, it has, when I say today, I mean, like, the last, like, you know, several decades, <clears throat> But uh, I think this show does it to a certain extent. Um, and it's just like to try to make um, modern consumer culture and the physical world that it, it exists in seem ugly. Like, I think in, in some ways, like, they have, um, you know, they really, like, try to make everything seem messed up. Like, with the, they have this sextina aquafina character than like the other pop star like young girl pop star characters who are just horrible drug addicts and you know they're really crude and everything and they're it's just like really bad or whatever um and uh and just like the amount of just consuming stuff and littering and uh i don't know i don't know what i mean but um just it's uh it i think like it's like it's like a whole um i don't know like an art movement brought on by depression it's like 
it's like on some level you know you just need to go outside like the hamster and take a walk or run or just be in nature or something like that so instead of just doing that you're like you know what the problem is the entire world is the problem there shouldn't be so many cars we're gonna destroy the world um you know which is impossible for reasons I'll maybe talk about later but <clears throat> but you know I just think that's a weird thing I think that's like a it's like a whole art movement brought about by depression and maybe we're it's because there's so many depressed people because we don't go outside enough maybe I'm one of those people to some extent I guess I'm like that hamster like I just think maybe maybe I'm misinterpreting the hamster character but I don't know I just think um do th- you have to that the way of, like, being successful or, you know, just being comfortable in life and uh, is not bad. Like, it's, uh, I don't think you really face that existential crisis. I don't think anyone, not very many people really do. I guess maybe the Mr. Peanut Butter character is really common. Um, I don't know. I just don't know if it's, I think the, sh- the thing about the show is, like, it's funny. So, like, that keeps me watching and stuff like that. And this isn't about the philosophy. I think it's about the characters and, like, you know, that kind of stuff. But, um, I don't know. Like I said, it's, uh, I don't know where I'm going with this. Like I said, it's stream of consciousness. It's very unprofessional. But, I don't know. Maybe I'll just, I have to quit for today. I mean, it's just, um, you know, like, let's just talk about why it's impossible to destroy the world you know why it's impossible to destroy the world because as you destroy the world the world will become less habitable for people and people will not be able to survive in it thus they won't be able to destroy the rest of it um like for example like they say like human beings hunted mammoths out of uh you know woolly mammoths out of extinction that's impossible because if they were primarily living off of woolly mammoths the to survive then as they killed them and people like oh they eat plants and stuff but if they're just like hunting down like an entire continent full of like woolly mammoths you know i mean like it seems like that'd be a primary thing in their diet it's like you know if they really killed them all then they would like lose their way of life they would their populations would shrink and as they did that you know so um like that just doesn't work like every every system is trying to reach equilibrium you know and this is just something i don't know it's always on my mind and i guess like somehow they're connected to me, like the postmodernism and the, the hatred of consumer culture and the depression and the back to nature thing, like they're all connected and they all come back to like just I think this unreasonable fear, like I said, that's brought about by depression that that humans are going to destroy the world. They're not going to destroy the world. Um, as like people are like, oh, we're going to run out of resources. <clears throat> That's also kind of, it's not impossible, but it's, it seems unlikely. It's theoretically, I don't think it holds up because you would, you know, as you, there is a limit, right, to the amount of resources or, you know, physical stuff on the planet that we can use. There is a limit, but I don't think for any reason that I can think of that there is any limit to which efficiency of the utilization of those resources can be uh, increased. I don't think there's a limit on efficiency. So if it just keeps getting, or, or use of these resources just keeps getting more and more efficient, 
um, which no one has to do anything about. Like no one has to force that because the prices of all the resources will make that happen by increasing. So this will force people to develop new things to make it more efficient to use those resources or commodities, goods, whatever. Um, so it will approach the limit in this asymptotic way where it will never actually reach the limit. You know? Like, the, you will never actually reach the limit because um, it will, you'll just the increases in efficiency will make it not just really impossible as much as it's not necessary to extract everything. <clears throat> Maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't know, but that's just an idea. It's just... Uh, I just think somehow those are connected. Like, I just feel like when I watch the show, just like, and that's the thing that turned me off about it at first. I just really was like, I just am not interested in that topic. I just feel like it depresses me, and I feel like it's made up by depressed people to make other people depressed. And, like, I'm just, like, not into that. It just is, it's aggravating. I just feel like there, there's no, like, if you the, if you give it more than a little bit of thought, you just realize, like, destroying the world is totally crazy. That's not going to happen. And... And all the things like the, 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 you know, the ease that we experience of living modern life is actually really awesome. And it's not ugly and it's not terrible. It's awesome. Like, so, I don't know. I guess I just, I don't relate to the, to the BoJack Horseman character and his problems. Um, but that's, that's the thing. And that's what the one article in the, like, New Yorker, not that I read the New Yorker, but it was like, referenced in one of the advertisements so i went and read the article um but they were like that was kind of what made it good is that and i'm just switching back forth back and forth between topics here but it, it doesn't just stick to him and his like it doesn't you know glamorize his like whole feeling sorry for himself thing or just being depressed it, it makes fun of him and it like it really just you know it trivializes him trivializing the world. I don't know. <clears throat> but it's just really like, I don't know, just to come back to the show. It's like really a show, I think, like for actual adults. Like unlike, you know, like other adult cartoons I've seen, like Family Guy or something like that. Um, or The Simpsons, which everybody likes. But I'm just kind of like, eh, it's okay. Futurama is, eh, okay. American Dad is, eh, okay. I mean, I don't know if I'm missing a whole bunch of them. But it's just like, they're... Uh, you know, they're kind of like for a younger age group. They're like for like teenagers, I think. Um, but this this show, this just covers a lot of topics that I haven't even scratched the surface of. I haven't even scratched the surface of this. And the new one, the new season is coming out soon, so I'm excited to watch that. But, yeah, I don't know what's... Um, this is kind of like a topic where I feel like I should have somebody else on the podcast to talk about it with so they can bounce ideas off it off me and I can bounce ideas off of them and so we can keep the conversation going and we know what to talk about next but uh you know <clears throat> to keep on with just uh like Leia life is awesome Bojack Horseman doesn't think so <clears throat> but it is awesome and I'm not depressed yet why, why is anyone depressed? I don't know. I mean, even doing this podcast is just... It must be the some part of my life purpose, right? Because I'm doing it. You know? Just because you do it, it's a part of what you're supposed to be doing. Even if it's sleeping. Like, you slept because you were tired. 
you just you do a podcast because you don't have anything else to do not because i don't know maybe i just watch too much stuff to prepare i think that's why maybe i did i prepared too much or i didn't prepare enough i can't tell i'm still in the early days of this or maybe no one will overhear this just like the last one i'm just trying to get practice i guess talking for a while talking about news stories i think was easier for me because that's kind of my forte that's what i like do the best but i'm trying to branch out here like, I guess maybe something, a news story that I, I read, trying to, like I said, branch away from serious things. Read some weird article about this guy um, who won, like, the World Air Guitar Championships in, like, Finland or something. So there is such a thing. It's super competitive. They get judged. And it's a big deal. Like, if you if you're the best air guitar, apparently you go to Finland. And you compete against all the other ones from all over the world. And they judge you and they take it super seriously. It's totally nuts. Like, so, and apparently that's a part of somebody's life purpose. So, yeah, don't be depressed. There's You can do anything you want to. Even be the best air guitar in the world. Which, to me, is just so pointless. That sounds depressing. But to somebody, it's like, that's their purpose. Like, I don't know. It's all relative. <clears throat> Not sure what I'm getting into. Or if this makes sense. But yeah, I don't know if I should read more news articles or if I should just end it now and not ramble so much. Maybe you could look for something to talk about. Um, I went to Best Buy today and I ran into maybe some of the problems or like the realities of the internet encroaching on retail. They didn't have a microphone stand. I was shocked and kind of unhappy and i didn't know where to go i was just like so this is something that only exists on the internet or am i just like too bad of a shopper to know where to go i don't know so i just was like yeah i guess i can't actually buy a microphone stand i don't know if that whatever but uh that was my day but yeah that's uh i don't know i think i'm just gonna end the podcast here for now and i'm gonna think about you know, what I could do better for next time, because, yeah, I think this is pretty much long enough, and yeah, watch the show, though, and it's a cool show, it'll make you think, all right, everybody, take it easy.